Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 127 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Mark chapter 10. Jesus blesses the children. I enjoy this rendition of the story because the Amplified Bible says, and he took them, the children up one by one in his arms and fervently invoked a blessing, placing his hands upon them. We see God's love and compassion for children as well as fervent blessings being spoken over them. Let us imitate Jesus' actions here and fervently invoke blessings on our children as well. Then Jesus is approached by a wealthy man who asks what he needs to do to inherit eternal life. The rendition of this story is one of my favorites as well. Verse 21 says, And Jesus, looking upon him, loved him. And he said to him, You lack one thing. Go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come and accompany me, walking the same road that I walk. First, Jesus looked at him and loved him. God loves us, my friend, even with all our faults and limitations. Let us receive his love today. Then Jesus asked the man to give up what he had and walk with him. How hard it is to give up what we have, no matter what that is. Each of us has things we don't want to give up, from the coffee we drink in the morning to the lunch we plan to eat later in the day. If we're asked to give up these things, it is likely our attitude will take a turn for the worst. The Bible says the rich man's countenance fell and was gloomy. Well, we are all so similar. Again, it is hard to give up what we have and enjoy, even though our true joy is in the Lord. In verse 24, Jesus said, Children, how hard it is for those who trust, place it their confidence, their sense of safety in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It may be fairly easy to see what Jesus is saying here, but more difficult to consider what we all place our confidence in instead of the Lord. Maybe it's our comfortable homes, cars, or even our family. If we put our confidence in anything other than God, we are one in the same as the rich man. On the flip side, we serve a powerful and almighty God, and there is nothing he cannot do. So let us put our confidence in him, no matter what our circumstances in our lives look like right now. Let's see what the Hebrews author writes about in chapter 12. He writes about leaving sin behind us as we push toward Christ. He writes that sin deftly and cleverly clings to and entangles us. I think this is a fantastic description of sin. It wraps around us and is difficult to unravel. However, the writer also tells us how to do this. In verse 2, he writes, Looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief, and is also the finisher bringing it to maturity and perfection. We cannot escape sin when we constantly think about it. We must turn our thoughts to something else or we will get all tangled up in it again. Then the writer tells us to consider what Jesus did for us as he poured out his blood for us on the cross. He writes that no matter how much we have suffered, we need to stay strong and not grow weak because we have not been tested as Jesus was. None of us has been. None of us have willingly subjected ourselves to the abuse that Jesus did as he was beaten, whipped, and nailed to the cross. Let us look to him for the strength we need to overcome ourselves and the temptations that come our way. A familiar set of verses comes next for those of us who have been around church for a while and talks about discipline, being disciplined by God. We can expect it just as we expect discipline from our parents. Without God's discipline, we wouldn't truly be his children. 
And although it may be difficult to endure sometimes, we are encouraged to endure it and know that because we are disciplined, we are also dearly loved. Verse 14 is underlined in my Bible and says, strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. Wow. While I am someone who seeks peace, this is a strong statement. The Lord is peace and he desires to give it to us. Let us receive his peace and offer it to others. Let's see what's happening in 1 Samuel chapter 21. David goes to Nob. He asks the priest there for bread to eat. There was none except for the showbread, which we know is holy bread and to be eaten by priests. However, Ahimelech gives it to him. He also gave him Goliath's sword and David started his life on the run. He went to Achish and was recognized by one of the king's servants there. So David pretended he was mentally ill and was not pursued by the king of Gath. We will read about all the times David was on the run and evaded Saul's sword. Remember, David was God's anointed one, the one to be king of the Israelites. But before he took the throne, many years will pass. In chapter 22, there is death and destruction. First, David takes care of his family and makes sure they are safe. Then he is warned by a prophet to leave and go to Judah. 400 men were now standing with David and followed him. Unfortunately, Saul heard the news that David was spotted receiving bread and the sword from Ahimelech. He was brought before Saul and 85 priests were slain. Saul was not just content with their blood. He pursued and killed all the people in the town of Nob where David had been. Men, women, children, babies, and livestock were all killed. Only one man survived who went to tell David about it, and he was encouraged by David to stay with him as he promised him his safety. Psalm 127 is short and powerful. It is yet another psalm of ascent and was sung on the eighth step leading up to the temple. It is also cited as a psalm of Solomon. It may have been written by David for Solomon or by Solomon himself. The basis is that everything happens by God's hand. No matter how hard we work, if our work isn't in God's plan, it won't be blessed. There seems to also be a warning about working too hard. Verse 2 says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to take rest late, to eat the bread of anxious toil, for he gives blessings to his beloved in sleep. Yes, the Lord blesses. Let us look to him for our blessings instead of overworking to achieve them. This psalm also addresses blessings of children. Let us pray. O Lord, we pray you impart more wisdom into our hearts. Help us praise you and give you the reverence you are due. May our hearts worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.